Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual Blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. This is a Just Some Guy production, and I'm that guy, your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist. Today we're going to talk about ideas and flow of the good life and resources for our spiritual toolbox. Today, specifically, I want to talk about pickleball etiquette and perhaps go a little bit further. Perhaps I'm being a little hyperbolic here, but I want to suggest that the pickleball game, the sport pickleball, could be a possible allegory for rules to live by in terms of principled ethical living. So we'll see if I'm able to kind of get there or if, if that's a stretch. In my show notes, you're going to find three articles about different pickleball etiquette ideas or the unwritten rules for pickleball. But before I get there, I just want to share that I recently came across an article. Pickleball in Canada, January 2023. It's a survey. The survey was conducted by Pickleball Canada. And Pickleball Canada, interestingly enough, when I reached out to them to see if they had an official document that they might reference or direct people towards in terms of pickleball etiquette, they, they said no, they, they don't have a particular article in their resource collection on the webpage and that they kind of leave it uh, to a, a club level decision. And uh, I, can I can understand that. Uh, I, I did think it would be interesting though that uh, in terms of if people were interested in kind of like a quick and ready access to uh, pickleball etiquette that they, they might have had something that uh, they had posted on their website. So I think this is going to be helpful for those that are new to pickleball and they're kind of wondering about, you know, when I first step onto the court, what are the things that I need to be aware of? So according to this article, Pickleball Canada, it notes, again, I guess there has been a number of surveys, has commissioned a survey of over 2,000 Canadian households and various sports, but in terms of this article, it included pickleball. And they were interested in asking more or less three questions. How often uh, people play pickleball, why they play pickleball, so the intention behind it, and uh, where they play pickleball. And some of the results that they discovered included, and I'll just quote the article here, that 11% of Canadian households now report at least one household member plays pickleball at least once per month. By extrapolating the data, this indicates that more than 1.37 million individual Canadians now play pickleball at least once a month, with more than half playing four or more times a month. In January 2022, it was estimated that there were only just over 1 million Canadians playing pickleball. Additionally, uh, while the results showed a modest increase in the participation of men over that 12-month period, it showed almost a 50% increase in the number of Canadian women playing pickleball. Millie, in the background, I'm not sure if you can hear, she's so excited about these statistics because it means more people are getting active and they're trying to do something that's going to allow them to align their mental and their physical worlds, create that unison and work on wellness, something that's important for all of us. Just to continue, while participation by university and other post-secondary graduates remains steady on Canadian pickleball courts, the survey results show a nearly 50% increase in participation among high school students 
and nearly a 70% increase among those with less than a high school education. Although the survey did not explicitly ask the ages of household members playing pickleball, we can surmise that many of those new players hitting the pickleball courts are under the age of 18. Wow, uh, this is exciting. Uh, so it, the, the, the takeaway is that Canadian pickleball courts are seeing more women, more younger adults, and uh, a, a greater desire in terms of intentions uh, to be involved in competitive play at the same time. My prediction would be that uh, if there is an annual survey, January 2024, we're going to see similar increases. The reason I would say that is because in terms of my own pickleball experience, I've noticed that at uh, the beginners uh, group that I attend, the numbers have gone up from on, on average around you know 28 to 30 players to uh, 40 players plus per night. So it's becoming really popular. People of all ages uh, are coming to uh, spend some time together, do something that's uh, physical and something that's uh, gonna allow them to create connection. If we go back to the pickleball survey article that I just referenced, they said overall Canadians say they're still playing pickleball because it's fun, it's social, and for its health and fitness benefits, right? So these are three reasons that people continue to become involved in participating in the sport and that more and more people are becoming interested in the sport. Uh, when I invited a friend to join me at uh, the pickleball group that I attend, after his first experience, someone who's not necessarily uh, experienced with racket sports, you know, was not playing when he was younger, badminton or tennis or ping pong, uh, said that what he really liked about playing pickleball was how accessible it was and that you didn't have to invest a lot of time and energy to be able to feel competent enough to just get out on the court and have um, fun and not feel like you're holding other players back. And it was from that point when he was you know, joining me on a regular basis that uh, I became very aware of pickleball etiquette because he had an experience that uh, he wasn't so excited about. And so I started thinking about pickleball etiquette and reading different articles and then just reflecting on my own experience. So I'm gonna to get to that in a moment. For me, I started playing pickleball about a year ago from, from this point in time, minus the, uh, the summer because uh, the uh, pickleball group that I'm a part of, uh, they, they shut down in the summer and you know people uh, are enjoying camping and doing all those various other things that we're not able to do in our extended you know, uh, winter season here uh, up in Canada. And so I've been playing more or less for 10 months, uh, but I should note that uh, back in 2016, I played for about two or three months, about once a week, and, and then I got injured and I, I didn't return until after uh, COVID. And it was interesting because uh, I, I'm, I'm just wanting to encourage other people who might be thinking about going out to try pickleball for the first time to you know, create a plan, you know, plant some seeds, imagine themselves going, and then uh, waiting for that day to arrive when uh, you just decide that you're going to get up and go. And that was very much my experience. Last year, uh, prior to December, 
starting around September, I started thinking, I should go play pickleball. I remember the two or three months I played back in 2016. I enjoyed it. I, I don't know what was holding me back. I guess, you know, life is busy. I've talked previously about greedy institutions. We have too many things on our plate. Uh, lately, people have been talking about, in, in terms of my peer group, uh, feeling exhausted, overextended. There's always something to do. And so it's like, you know, when uh, is someone going to be able to find the time to do this? There's that kind of limitation in terms of the, the resource of time. But I mean, you have to prioritize some things and you have to kind of make a commitment. Otherwise, we will never do those things for ourselves that are important. You know, in terms of effort, you can think about, you know, why do I say what I say when I say it? And, and, and another way of framing that some of the inner challenges we have is, you know, why don't I do what I know that I should do when I'm not doing it and I have the occasion to, right? So, you know, in terms of health, there are things that we haven't done um, and uh, we just sh should continue not to do because we know it's not healthy for us, right? I've never vaped and so um, I should continue. Uh, well, I, I, I shouldn't vape. I should just not pick that up. Um, there are other things that I'm doing uh, and, and I should continue to do. There are other things that I, I was doing, but I stopped doing and I should you know, start doing. Um, and there are things that I haven't been doing that I should start doing. And that was, for me, one of the things that in terms of good mental health, I was like, I need to get to the pickleball court. And I really had to work up to it. I had to kind of, you know, uh, you know, say it and make it so. I had to, you know, speak it out into the world. I shared with my wife that, you know, this is something I think I should do. And then I had to do the research, like, well, where can I go and when is it um, taking place? Uh, I wasn't sure about whether I needed my own racket. And so I decided that uh, I should go out and, you know, buy a very economical, affordable uh, set of pickleball rackets. I kind of was swinging the racket with my, my two uh, boys out front of the home and uh, having a sense of, you know, uh, a familiarity with the rack, with the ball. And then I decided, you know what, I just got to go. And uh, there was an occasion last December, around more or less this time, and I just went and I had a, I had a great experience. I enjoyed it. The one thing that did happen, though, is uh, I ended up going to an intermediate level gameplay night. Uh, because it just happened to be the best occasion for me. And then you discover quickly uh, what your capabilities are. And I, and I recognize that, you know, maybe I could push myself and continue to, to play with this group. Or um, maybe I should uh, get in school um, and go to a, a beginner's level. And so there was a Christmas break and then I returned to uh, pickleball play in uh, January of this year, uh, at the beginning of 2023, very much enjoyed it. And in terms of that, you know, you know, my motivations were similar to the motivations that were identified in the survey. So they, identif they identified that people are, are wanting to uh, play because it's fun. And I very much enjoy pickleball. I have fun. Um, we can talk about, uh, in terms of happiness, the idea of flow. Those moments when you're, there's this mind-body unison and we lose track of time. And, you know, instead of saying playing, you know, I was playing pickleball, we can just kind of identify that pickleball was happening. And I was a part of that moment. It was unfolding. 
and I lost track of time. And I wasn't thinking. It was just things were in flow. And, and so, you know, for me, that, that, that was fun. But what I was also discovering was that uh, there are these other wonderful people, different ages, uh, different uh, uh, levels of ability, even at the introductory level. And we were talking with each other. And uh, as, as I started to attend more uh, regularly, and I moved from Monday nights to Wednesday nights, uh, I met this wonderful group of people. And we would laugh together. And we would learn together. And we would grow together. And we were doing this thing uh, that was allowing us to be connected with, with others, but also to be mentally and physically healthy, right? So though all those uh, uh, factors that were identified in that Jan January 23rd Pickleball survey from Pickleball Canada, they were the similar motivations for me in terms of getting in involved in pickleball. And, you know, I think one of the most important things when you're uh, going to try something new is to create a plan that you can then implement and then take that, uh, that big step, uh, get vulnerable, as Brené Brown would say. And, you know, that's the moment of courage. And I went and uh, there were no regrets. I just, I totally enjoyed the experience. And now many would say, uh, that I've, I've ultimately become a, an ambassador for pickleball. Uh, I also like to think of myself as an ambassador for self-care, ambassador for happiness. My wife says she, she just thinks I like saying the word pickleball because uh, and there are some conversations where uh, if, if she was counting, I think she would, she would uh, be sharing with me that I probably said pickleball um, about 15 times. Pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. And so, uh, as I've, as I've jumped in and, and really embraced this experience uh, playing pickleball and, and I decided that maybe I should become more familiar with uh, pickleball etiquette, I'm, I'm recognizing that it really does create an atmosphere and a culture uh, for connection and, and um, you know, a physical interaction that can be extended to uh, rules for life. And, and I, I just want to encourage anyone that is uh, going to maybe take that, uh, that, that leap and, and do something that feels uncomfortable and, and you know, go to your first pickleball game experience. Perhaps you're going alone or you're, you're going uh, with someone else, you know, a buddy, that uh, there could be so many incredible benefits. And uh, then it's an opportunity as well for um, some self-reflection about thinking about th the life that we want for ourselves. I mean, uh, sometimes jokingly, someone's like, you know, what's the meaning of life? And I'm, I'll say like pickleball, why not? Right? Like, like why, why not? And I know I'm uh, being hyperbolic once again, um, but it, it does offer a lot in terms of us being able to experience uh, joy and fun and connection and do things for both our mental and physical health. So I'd like to kind of talk about a couple of uh, ideas in terms of uh, pickleball etiquette as they presented themselves to me. But before I highlight some of my ideas based on my personal experience, I just like to identify there's three articles. They're in the show notes. I very much enjoyed reading them. Um, the first one is from USA Pickleball Sportsman Guide. 
and in here, uh, you know, the other thing is when you when you look at different articles about pickleball etiquette or the unwritten rules, um, you'll notice that there are themes that emerge, and I think it's a it's it's not surprising that these themes emerge and 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 they make sense. Um, so yeah, from the uh, USA pickleball, it starts with I think a really important rule, a thought or a suggestion or encouragement. I mean, we're all driving our own buses, um, but you know, I just think that this is an, an important one. Is uh, and it fits in with with a, a, an idea I I come back to and I talk about quite regularly, and it's this idea of winning with grace and losing with grace, right? Um, and and what that looks like too, to have a moment where you did well and and you're you're feeling really good because you've worked hard, you. you made a maneuver that maybe you're even surprised you were able to pull off and uh, you returned a ball that just seemed unreturnable and you got that point and, and, and you won the match and it feels really good. Right? So what does it look like to win with grace in that moment? What, is it, what would it look like to, to like lose with grace uh, because you were so, so close? And, and to ask ourselves in terms of the bigger picture, you know, the intention of uh, playing a, a competitive game, but in uh, the culture, in, 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 in a culture, in a, in a setting, in an atmosphere of social connectedness. Like, what should we be mindful of? So it says, number one, treat all players, officials, volunteers, staff, and spectators with courtesy and respect. So I think, you know, that's something that we should always be aware of. And we're treating them with respect, knowing that uh, we can all make mistakes. Each and every one of us can make some mistakes. And so um, if that's the case, we can, we can apologize, we can grow, uh, we, we can uh, move on. And I mean, I, I think like this fits in with my last episode, if anyone hasn't had a chance to listen to it, with uh, this idea about being wrong. And in that episode, I actually talk about... Uh, an occasion when I was wrong about a pickleball call. And uh, so all the things that might have to take place for us to kind of get right about being wrong. So the uh, second article is uh, Pickleball Etiquette, 19 Unspoken Rules. And before diving in deep with the different rules, uh, kind of uh, elaborating on them, it, it just starts with a, with a list. It just provides a list that it then explores further and uh, so they talk about respect ball ownership, retrieve ball safely, alert others on stray balls, equal opportunity play, give the benefit of the doubt, call for outs, admit fouls, share courts, greet opponents, apologize and celebrate moderately. So if, if we were now then to kind of take a moment uh, before I uh, make reference to the last article about... Uh, how can pickleball be an allegory for life? You now we can look at this one about respect ball ownership, and you know think about what what the ball represents in terms of a person's game and in terms of a person's life, and you're playing, and uh, you know maybe your ball is a little beat up, uh, maybe you're not feeling it's got the bounce that you'd like it to have, and another person's ball comes onto your court, and you finish your play. And you're, you know, going to return uh, a ball, but instead of, you know, giving them the ball that they were using, uh, you give them your ball, and 
then uh, you take their ball. And so in, in this instance, you wouldn't be respecting ball ownership. I was, th I was just thinking about, like, you know, if, if we look at that as uh, an allegory or, or a metaphor or kind of like a, a parable uh, in life, you know, what, what would be going on there, you know? Um, if if that, that ball was, uh, that we had that was a little beat up and it wasn't bouncing was symbolic of something going on in our lives. You know, the importance of not passing off what belongs to us to someone else and then kind of like taking uh, something that doesn't belong to us um, but belongs to someone else because it simply makes our, our life better. You know, it makes... It allows us to have a better game. The last article is The Unwritten Rules of Pickleball Selkirk Sport. It talks about the importance of introducing yourself. And I'm going to circle back to that because that's one of the ones that I want to kind of talk about a little bit more deeply. I want to kind of expand on that one. Apologize when necessary. So the idea would be that, you know, if maybe you, you hit the ball a little too hard uh, and, and you didn't intend to, but the ball, you know, hit another person, uh, that you would apologize. It did mention, it's interesting, because I did find myself kind of thinking a little bit different about the situation when you, you hit a ball and it, 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 it skims the net and then it just drops on the other side of the net so your opponent can't get to it. And uh, it's, it's, it's suggesting that that would be a moment when you would, you would apologize and say, oh, sorry about that. Interestingly enough, if that ever happens to me where my opponent hits the ball, it skims the net and just goes over and, and it lands in the kitchen and I, and I can't get to it in time, I'm always like, whoa, great shot. <laughs> like, talk about like owning the court and you know, shutting me down. Um, and so, like, I'm, I'm finding that when I have that kind of reaction in terms of uh, my opponent pulling off one of those shots, I find myself inwardly, uh, when I'm able to hit a ball and, and I'm trying to hit a, like a, a low, maybe a low drive, and, and it hits the net, it's, you know, skims the net, and it kind of just like falls over on the other side into the kitchen, uh, I'm not necessarily finding myself wanting to... Um, apologize but kind of have that 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 quiet inner uh celebration but i i do believe it's this article too oh no it's it's the uh, the previous article from pickleball etiquette 19 unspoken rules where it talks about the importance of honing your skills it has this this uh, subsection honing your skills and it says number 19 stay in school right like it wants you, you know, you're encouraged to know the game like the back of your paddle. I like that. Um, but to stay in school and never to assume that you've just fully arrived at, uh, you know, pickleball stardom. That, that there's always a chance for you to recognize that uh, maybe there's room for doing some things different. Whether it's actual, the mechanics of playing pickleball or in terms of contributing to the creation of a culture of openness and, and inclusiveness, right? Because I think that's really important. That's what makes the experience worthwhile. I just enjoy connecting with uh, these wonderful souls each and every week after perhaps I've had 
a hard week, uh, an overextended week, you know, feeling like I'm pulled in so many different directions and you can just go there and have a good time and have some uh, conversations while you're waiting for your turn to get on the court. So I encourage uh, someone to, I'm encouraging anyone that's uh, interested in playing pickleball or already playing pickleball, but haven't, hasn't really thought about, you know, pickleball etiquette. I think I'd even encourage people that are kind of highly competitive because, because sometimes uh, a high level of competitiveness could translate into not necessarily an assertiveness on the court, but a little bit of an aggressiveness. I remember once playing with someone and, and, and she was my partner and there was a person on the other side. And uh, I don't know if she noticed that I kind of caught her, but she's like, aggressive, right? Like there was, she was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting um, in terms of uh, the, the players on the opposing side of the net, you know, going to a beginner level um, drop-in night and then having like um, some pretty significant notable uh, drives coming at her. And so, you know, just being aware of uh, pickleball etiquette in general for everyone is important. But if you are a seasoned player, if you are competitive, uh, just reminding yourself, you know, don't forget what you know and kind of go back and uh, review a couple things. There, there was a point where I was thinking about it would be interesting if I could just take all these articles in their entirety put them into ChatGPT and then ask ChatGPT to create like an organized comprehensive uh, list of, you know, the unwritten rules of pickleball etiquette. And uh, that, you know, that might be an article that then could be posted somewhere and, and people can access that. I mean, I, I do think like uh, I'm, I'm not a part of Pickleball Canada, but uh, having a, a resource like that available for people, I think would definitely help achieve the goal of creating a culture of, of uh, inclusiveness and fun in Pickleball uh, in Canada, it, you know, knowing that that's part of the, the, the goal or the mission. Uh, so while we're having this discussion, Right, I'm, I'm kind of saying that uh, it's, first of all, important that we become aware of uh, the etiquette of whatever it is we're becoming in, involved with and engaged in. And so we're in this uh, episode, we're specifically talking about pickleball, that, you know, if, if you challenge yourself, you might find that uh, you could really use pickleball as an allegory for life you know, in, in terms of the different uh, suggestions, right? Call a fault on yourself or your partner when you notice that you perhaps went into the non-volley zone, the, the kitchen. You know, your, 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 your foot crossed the line, nobody noticed it. But you know, if you wanna be uh, a person who is honest, there you go, right? It did, will it cost you to win the game? Maybe it'll cost you to win the game, but at this, at this uh, point, you get to say, you know, you played with integrity. What about, you know, rule number two in uh, the 19 unspoken rules of safe ball retrieval, right? Making sure that uh, when you're seeing a, a, a stray ball on your court, you're stopping play, you're making an announcement for other people uh, so that nobody gets hurt. Even if you are in a spirited back and forth 
um, and you're you're close to uh, game point, you're like, no, you know, uh, more important than than this win is uh, recognizing that we want everyone to be safe. Rule number six: What would this look like in life? When in doubt, play it out. This this idea that you're not sure about something, but you're you're gonna you know in in some instances uh, if if uh, you're not able to make the call you give your opponent the benefit of the doubt that uh while you thought yours was in they saw it as out so it it's out and if you're not sure um that on a serve it it skims the net and uh it, it you're not sure did it pass the the kitchen line uh because if it hits the kitchen line then then it's a fault, but if it passes the kitchen line, it gets into the court, then it's a, a fair serve, right? And in terms of life, we're, we're back to this idea of uh, honesty and talking about things as they are, as opposed to the way we would like them to be. So now I'm going to circle back to a couple of the uh, pickleball etiquette thoughts that kind of caught my attention. And you know, maybe this is more of a reflection uh, about a, a shortcoming that uh, inward, it inwardly belongs to me and, and I need to kind of stay in school and, and uh, figure this out. But there are those moments when I, I'm going uh, to my pickleball drop-in night and I introduce myself to faces I've not seen before. And my goal is to figure out, you know, what is their intention? You know, is this their first time playing? Have they played before? Are they, you know, even if someone might have recently had an injury, oh, I just had an injury, so I'm going to kind of take it easy. Recently, I've had a, a pretty uh, extensive groin injury that I haven't been able to play uh, pickleball um, for weeks and, and uh, I'm still in the healing process, so there will be a number of weeks that I, I'll still have to wait before I can get back on the court. So there's that, that introduction and, uh, you know, kind of letting someone know where you stand in terms of your experience level um, and, and what your hope is for that, that uh, match. You know, have been times where I've, I've, I've played someone else and they're like, hey, do you want to like go all in? Like, and it's like, sure, let's do this. And I even do this knowing that the person that um, I'm, I'm playing against is uh, more experienced than me, but I'm, I'm totally game and open to that because I feel like that's the only way I'm going to get better. Um, I don't mind getting destroyed by uh, an experienced opponent um, every now and then because it allows me a chance to kind of figure things out and see what it is that I'm going to need to work on so that I can up my level and up my play. And so one of the things that I noticed that uh, sometimes I find myself getting a little frustrated with would be when I'm meeting a new face and I'm like, hi, no, I'm Steve. I, I've been playing for uh, about a year and I don't mind in this moment if you need uh, me to kind of help uh, us through the game. You're not sure the, uh, the rules. I'll keep score. Oh, uh, you, you have a little more, you, you have some experience. You want to just like, let's, let's play. Um, well, there are those occasions where I'm meeting someone and they're like, this is my first time playing pickleball. And then I get out on the court and I, you know, just do a gentle serve. And then, boom, <laughs> there's this drive to the line. 
And I'm like, okay, maybe you haven't played pickleball before, but you've obviously got racquetball experience. And uh, that's just the thought I want to offer. I'm not suggesting that it's a, it's a thought that should stand, but I, I do believe in terms of the introduction, I think it's the introductions I think are really key pivotal moments uh, before getting out on the court and playing with someone. Like introducing yourself, kind of letting them know if you know, you've got like a, a, a physical limitation. I mean, that's personal information. You don't have to share that information. You share as much as you want. But sometimes, like, you know, if I've, I've got a, a shoulder injury, I like to let them know, yeah, like, you know, um, uh, I'm looking forward to playing tonight. Um, I'm just kind of taking it slow and easy, though, because I recently just injured myself and I'm just trying to get back into the game. And that allows a person to kind of recognize, hey, you know, you know, in the spirit of uh, sportsmanship, maybe uh, sending the ball uh, to a certain place that, you know, they're recognizing, I just, I can't receive it there is uh, not really creating a level playing field. And I think, you know, creating a level playing field is really important. So the one thing I would like to take, I'd like to see happen more often um, when people are introducing themselves is that they might share uh, the fact that they have a significant amount of um, racket experience, even if they haven't been playing pickleball long, right? You say like, oh no, I'm new to pickleball, but I've played, you know, I've been playing tennis um, competitively for a number of years and I also play a lot of badminton and, and, and um, ping pong because pickleball is a lot more accessible than those other sports I mean especially compared to tennis uh, tennis there's a significant learning curve um, so that I think would be nice where you know hey I'm Steve and you know I've been playing for uh, a year and I uh, I don't mind if you, if you, if you're new I can I could be the one who keeps track of the score or you know um, tell me uh, what you'd like the game to look like and they'd say well yeah you know I haven't played pickleball before but I do have a lot of uh, racket experience and then it's just it's one one of the ways of just making sure that we're being genuine authentic with each other um, so I'm curious to know uh, what some reactions might be to that. Uh, the other thing uh, that I've noticed that kind of not so much uh, has been something that I've personally found uh, frustrating or difficult, but it's in another article. Uh, I, I have been having this discussion discussion about pickleball etiquette for a period with different people, and, and uh, someone I talked to um, had access to a different article. It's not in my show notes, um, but I think it said something to the effect of don't be a coach. And um, so, I mean, if someone is going for um, pickleball lessons or attending like an intermediate workshop, you know, wanting to uh, increase their abilities uh, and, and get pointers and, and work with a more experienced uh, person and the whole thing is about, you know, you're signing up for feedback, um, then of course, uh, the person that is organizing the experience is going to be stepping into that mentor coach position. But there have been moments, and this happened to uh, my friend when, when he came with me, where there was a, um, a more experienced, a definitely seasoned player that uh, was coming to a, um, the, the beginner's drop-in night, which is, which is fine because uh, when, when seasoned players come and they're able to reduce their their level of play and do so in a way that allows others to 
develop themselves, you know, a person who's at a beginner level, that's great, uh, especially when they're able to kind of keep score when, you know, new, new uh, players are unaware of the scoring. Uh, this is a good thing, and I love doing this. I, when I play pickleball um, at the beginner's night, some people might say, you know, I think you're arriving at a point where you can move to intermediate play. I think there's a part of me that would say, yeah, you know what? I do think I've graduated to a point where I can play at their intermediate level. And if I'm finding myself feeling that uh, competitive need or urge, you know, I should go there so I can, I can go full on. I can stay in school. People will school me. Uh, and I can uh, up my game, I can develop myself. But there are those times when I enjoy being a person at the beginner level drop-in night, uh, helping others figure out you know, how to play this thing called pickleball. And at times, it's you know, one of my main uh, roles would be scorekeeping. But another role is actually just encouraging, right? Not so much coaching, but just like, hey, well, well done. And at times you'll notice uh, when someone is a new player, they'll do a lot of apologizing, even at a beginner level um, drop-in night. If they notice that the, the person they're, they're partnering up with has a little bit more experience, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I, I find myself, you know, this is a beginner level night. There's no need to apologize. You're here to learn. And, and when, when they're apologizing, I'll say, you know, uh, you're doing great. Just it's about keep it coming. And if they if they do a uh, they surprise themselves and they do a return and they end up getting the point. It's like it, let's let's celebrate it together in a very respectful way. But there are those times when I've I've asked them like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, did you did you want me to share a, a pointer with you in terms of that last shot and give them the opportunity to tell me whether or not they want me to kind of step into that coaching um, role for a, a moment, not for the whole game, because the best way to learn pickleball is just to start playing pickleball. It's a kinesthetic experience, right? You gotta just do it, uh, I guess, uh, as, as the Nike expression uh, would go. But I have found, and this happened to my friend, where every shot uh, he made, he was being coached. And I just want to encourage people, even with the best of intentions, you know, uh, getting uh, consent, <laughs> getting a little bit of permission here, it's probably helpful, you know. And, and instead of wanting to go into the place of coaching to kind of, you know, communicate, hey, I'm experienced and I know, we might want to shift more into just an encouraging role. And uh, just... Because the thing that I've discovered is the more someone plays, the inevitably, the better they get. And uh, there was one time I was playing with someone and uh, we, were, it, we were familiar. And so we were, you know, part of that social connection at Pickleball. And uh, I was uh, noticing this, this person wasn't coming to the kitchen, um, kind of intimidated because I guess of the, uh, the fast volleys that possibly could happen up at the kitchen line. And, and I, I shared, I said, you know, um, are, are you finding yourself apprehensive about going to the kitchen? And the person's like, yeah, no, like I'm, uh, if I go to the kitchen, I, I don't think I'll be able to return it. And I, I you know, I don't want to lose the game for you. And I was like, this, the game for me, it's not for me. Um, we're a team. And uh, uh, whether 
we we get the point or we don't get the point. The idea is about just playing pickleball and developing ourselves. And so I encourage the person uh, to come to the line uh, and uh, you know ask you know can I can I share a thought with you? The person was open and uh, came to the line and you know uh, at that point was missing some of the uh, fast volleys, but uh, I did a lot of encouraging. A couple weeks later, oh, it was incredible. I went back. I was playing with this person. And uh, she so confidently uh, went up to the line and she was playing an incredible game. And one of the highlights was a, a moment in the night because uh, you switch the, the person you're playing with, you, you partner up with different people and she was playing against me. And she was up at the kitchen and she got a really good volley, downward volley uh, in uh, uh, an area that I, I couldn't get to. And she got her point and she was excited and I was excited for her. Right, and uh, that I believe is an important part of being a uh, more experienced or seasoned player. To be careful that you don't get caught in the coach trap, the idea of wanting to coach people. I've often noticed that too when people are stepping into the coach role all the time, and then they do um, uh, they make an error even you know after they just coach someone else. I've noticed sometimes uh, that moment's peppered with a little bit of profanity. It's kind of like, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Um, let's just encourage each other. So that's uh, something else that uh, has caught my attention. So I'm just going to leave it at that and encourage uh, the listener to access those resources that I've posted in my show notes. Um, I think that... Uh, it's important to be aware of these unwritten rules. I think it's going to make the experience more pleasant for everyone and create community, which I think we need more of in this world where there seems to be a lot of divisiveness. I think pickleball can be a uniting force, right? What's the meaning of life pickleball? Hey, why not? Um, obviously, uh, that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating but uh, it, it seems like pickleball is becoming more and more attractive to more and more people and is providing us an opportunity to have fun, create community, and do something that's uh, healthy for us both mentally and physically. Um, I do want to note, uh, just you know, for uh, sharing a thought, that as it becomes more popular, I do think there could be benefits uh, in, in terms of the sport, um, even at a competitive level, that uh, we move to the rally point. Uh, knowing that when I'm playing pickleball and previously there was about 28 people showing up for three courts and you know we have two hours of drop-in time. And also I wanna share that the, the cost for drop-in for me is like $3. So that is uh, affordable. Now there are some places where people are getting uh, pickleball memberships for a month that's $100. $150 a month for these very nice established courts. Um, but uh, if, you, if you take your time, you do some research, I'm thinking you're going to find some community places in, and church gyms where you're able to meet once a week for two to three hours and pay you know, the, the $3 donation and have a great uh, pickleball experience. But as more and more people are discovering this and participating, Right? We've got 11% of Canadian households playing pickleball once per month. And half of those doing it like up to three or four times per month. Um, 
we're going to have uh, some clogged courts. And one way to kind of make sure that we allow everyone to have the most uh, pickleball play time as possible would be to move to rally point. It just speeds up the game and you could do rally point up to um, 11, 15, 21. So that's a strong encouragement for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I originally when I started in 2016, uh, the traditional zero zero or you know like zero zero one, uh, you know, the the score is zero zero and and you're serving one. But I mean, you usually serve on the right, so it's zero zero two. I get it. It makes sure there's definitely an equity that everyone gets to to serve. You know, there's not one team that dominates. But the challenge then is that the games are quite long and extended and not everyone gets to get on the court. So I think um, the, the alternative would be to go to um, playing rally point and making sure the least experienced player serves first so that everyone um, gets a chance to serve. Also, another thought in terms of making sure that we all have the greatest pickleball experience possible including the idea of the most playtime possible, I think uh, we might want to consider Mortimer play rules. Uh, Mortimer or Rover pickleball is a pickleball that's set up for three people per team. It slows down the play and uh, it's definitely uh, a game that has a different feel than regular pickleball in terms of uh, two, again, two on two. Um, but it allow you to develop some different skills. Um, and I think it's a great way if you have a lot of people to warm up. It's a great warm-up practice. It, you know, that game, the playing by Mortimer uh, rules, Rover rules, is a great way to just get some swings in before you maybe shift to a two-on-two game that uh, is going to be a lot faster and more spirited. Uh, according to uh, Mortimer rules, um, one team, you have three people, you're all at the line um, when uh, that team is serving, and the uh, person that's the Mortimer or the Rover, the person who stays at the back while the other two players go towards the kitchen line, um, cannot serve or return um, uh, or, or take a return from the other team off of a serve. And uh, they often suggest that the most experienced player is the player that uh, is in the Mortimer or Rover position. So I think it's worth checking out. Uh, this could be the thing that allows more and more people to play because more and more people are coming to play. So check out those resources. Ask yourself, is it going too far to kind of extend those pickleball unwritten etiquette rules uh, to use that as an allegory for living the principled life, right? To uh, not only playing honestly, but living honestly. You know, not only to um, respect ball etiquette, uh, you know, and return um, a ball to a person, but in life to make sure that you know what belongs to us we don't thrust upon someone else and and then uh, take something that doesn't belong to us so that we can make our situation a little bit easier at the expense of making the situation a little bit more difficult for someone else 
So maybe the uh, parting invitation would be to go through the etiquettes, uh, the rules of etiquette, the unwritten rules of etiquette, and think about um, a rule that you feel could be something that it does make sense in extrapolating it as a principle uh, for life, a principle to live by, principled living. Hope that uh, if you're if you're hesitating. Um, about whether or not you're going to go and participate in a, a drop-in session of pickleball. Make your plan, plant the seeds, create the, the view, the vision, and wait for that moment and uh, step into some vulnerability and make it happen. And you just might be surprised at the experience that you have. Not only are you going to do something good for your um, mental and physical health, but you're also going to have some fun and hopefully build a community. Peace, take care, be well, and share.